0: This is Jeff Adotten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team, and KC, and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valero and I break down the NFL combine. And uh, Joe, we were texting earlier in the week, and I was impressed. I got a bit moji from, from you. Yeah. Be honest. Your kids must have shown you how to do that. My right? kids
1: absolutely showed me how to do that, <laughs> Jeff. Are you kidding me? Um, I wouldn't have known how to do that in a month of Sundays. Um, but yeah, they they had me. They we sat down. It took us like. A good hour. We had to get the gray <laughs> hair right. We had to get the face shape, the ears, the nose, you know, the body type. So, yeah, it was, it was really fun to do that with them. And, and that can actually, sometimes I, I put my Chiefs uniform on it. There's, <laughs> if, you, if, you know, Bitmoji has the ability to put uh, your favorite sports team dressed in your favorite sports team. So, of course, during the, during the playoff run, I was sending out Bitmojis with my Chiefs outfit on.
0: That is so cool, and I can marvel at it because one, it looked very, very much like you, so I was impressed, it, and that's definitely beyond my sophistication. So I, that's, I was pretty confident yeah. that you weren't the origin. Of that.
1: Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely my three millennial
0: daughters that were helping <laughs> me get that, me get that thing, uh, get that thing up and running. Well, I'm sure this is why listeners are really tuning in to hear about our text communication and our thoughts, yeah, of course, old man course. thoughts about bidmoji. So we're going to move on to the Exactly. We're going to move on to the NFL Combine. Yeah. That's really kind of the start of the draft process, the offseason. So Joe, opening it up, you know, the Chiefs, such a talented team, obviously, don't have a lot of needs. But what do you think is their biggest need as we get closer to the draft and the evaluation process? Well,
1: you know, Jeff, I guess it all depends on on who they can keep, right? I, I, that's the one thing about this whole process that is is kind of fun to watch, right? It's, it's who are they going to be able to sign, who's going to resign, who's going to stay. And, you know, those things can change at the drop of a hat. I mean, you can do a couple of things. You can take the scenario as it is right now, that if everything held pat and that, you know, nothing changed and everybody they had on the team comes back, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I thought – and also you can also look at where were they at certain parts during the season too. You know, early on in the season, was it running back? You know, later on in the season, you know, maybe you would have thought it would have been defensive back, but they really mm-hmm. shored things up. I mean, I'm I'm sure they can use a lot of work, some depth actually at linebacker. Mm-hmm. I think they need some depth on the O-line actually. Um, I think they did some pretty good things assuring up their, their depth on the defensive line last year. Um, as we saw, you know, with, with having some of the injuries and the way they were able to hold on uh, to some some big wins with with their defense, so you know, I think I think right now if if everybody was returning, I think they could use depth at linebacker, and maybe maybe some some speed at linebacker, um, and and maybe a little more physicality in linebacking uh, positions, and you know, probably some depth on the offensive line. I think they mm-hmm. really could use a nice young, you know, offensive linemen to come in there that can, uh, can you know pr- provide some depth and then build build for the future because, you know, that's a position that, you know, you got to keep up with the times and whew, watching those defensive linemen today and, you know, it's amazing how I don't, you know, I don't know how a lot of offensive linemen block the defensive linemen right. that they go against these days. When you see the 40 times, the speed, the size, the bench press, the, the vertical jumps, it's, it's amazing. You're you're Staggering. having
0: three hundred pounders run in the in the four eights for the. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm with you on kind of their needs, and obviously, we'll know a little bit more when we see who stays and who goes. Be a free agency um, linebacker certainly is one, uh, as you mentioned, especially Reggie Ragland is a free agent. Darren Lee, mm-hmm. though he wasn't playing a lot uh, late in the season, is one. Uh, another position group cornerback. We don't know who they're going to bring back, but right now, as uh, Matt Derrick talked about uh, last week, they only have uh, Ward and Sean Fenton uh, under contract. So that's another – and certainly linebacker, not only uh, as depth, but I think that was actually a position that they could have upgraded to and uh, really a star of the combine. I'm mentioning him because I really – he looks like the future of the linebacker position. He'd be perfect for the Chiefs. Obviously, he's going to be gone. But I'm mentioning him because he's a Kansas City kid. Uh, went to Olathe North, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, really, wowed at the combine. Ran in the four threes, and he's really the future of the league. A guy who's that fast, he can play everywhere. He said he just plays defense. You know, he's not a linebacker necessarily. He can play linebacker. He can cover uh, tight ends, running backs, and mm-hmm. that, something cool they did um, uh, this year at the combine is they had some new drills. The the running backs were running more routes. Linebackers were covering more routes. They had a uh, uh, kind of a hoop or ring drill for I don't know if you saw this Joe for the defense alignment when yeah. you're watching
1: and where they put that towel that like baton that towel they put it down they were going around man that was unbelievable cool. to they, watch some of these guys move they
0: had like a it was like a large hula hoop for the listeners who didn't see it and they'd uh, sprint around it, try and get real low. And there was a towel they had to pick up and then place back down. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, talk about your thoughts that seeing that drill <laughs> since it was new, and and what skills that entails, and kind of just yeah, your impressions yeah, of it.
1: It, it, it. it reminds me of a of a we when I was in. In elementary school, you know, many, many <laughs> moons ago, we used to do this shuttle run where you had to pick up an eraser and put it down. It was almost like the pro shuttle that they call the pro shuttle, the 20-yard shuttle, uh-huh. um, that, you know, where you go side to side, you know, 20 yards and you have to touch each line. You know, I, if they're going to make the investment in bringing, you know, 350, 330, how many, you know, young men they're bringing together to watch watch them uh, you know, go through these drills, you, you might as well come up with some things that are applicable to the position and that are going to give you a better sense of how a player is going to perform on the field. You know, gosh, when I was there, it was, you know, it was five tests, right? It was mm-hmm. the bench press. It was the 40, which, you know, they took your, your times, you know, from 40 to 20 to 10, and they would record those. It was the pro shuttle that we call it. That's the 20-yard shuttle side to side. Uh, you had the vertical jump. You know, you had the broad jump. And, you know, the field drills that we did were, you know, we didn't really spend too much time out on the field because, you know, you're not in pads, right? Mm -hmm. So I think being able to come up with some more intricate drills that they can watch the athletic ability and how the players react, how they can move their bodies, I think it's a great thing for the teams because you're going to hopefully minimize the, you know the combine hero, so to speak, syndrome that happens where you know somebody might come out and test mm-hmm. amazing in in some of those drills that you can you can train for, so to speak. Uh, you know some of these drills that they were they've been doing these new ones. It's it's really hard to train for those. Mm-hmm. You either have it or you don't. I was watching what they were doing with some of the defensive linemen today, where they were having them drop into pass coverage, which you know how often does a defensive lineman drop into pass coverage? You know, but if you can watch the way that their feet move and the way they react to the ball and when, and when the ball is thrown at them, I mean, they were making these guys catch, which, you know, everybody's like, why would you make a defensive lineman catch? That's ridiculous. But you know, there, there's a lot of things you can tell about an athlete and the way he handles his hands. And and when the ball, when a ball is coming at him that, you know, you might want to, you might want to see, right. Um, besides and add it to all the film, you know, the combine is, is really, you know, it's very stressful. I, you know, it's funny because I, I was watching it with my daughters and, and, you know, we were kind of talking about, you know, like that, what was that like? And it was really stressful. Amen. I mean, because and the one thing that I pointed out to them that was, um, you know, that was very unique is that you're doing it with guys that you're competing against,
0: yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're
1: watching them do the drills and, and look, you know, human nature is, you know, when, a guy that you know is in in a similar draft type position than you are, or you know, and, and they fall down and and or they they stumble on a drill or something. You know, everybody's like in this ultra competitive mode, and mm-hmm. you're just you're hoping it doesn't happen to you, and then all your training pays off, and then you know you're watching other players do it, and you know you're kind of like, oh man, you know you want everybody to be successful, but you know that you know <laughs> human nature is totally. You know, look, it's it's draft positions for me it's you know it's a chance for me to have my stock rise it's it's, it's a plus your room you know they room they room you with somebody I remember who's, I was roomed who's with your roommate yeah I was oh. roomed with a, an offensive tackle from Colorado Ariel Solomon who ended up getting uh, picked up by Pittsburgh get drafted uh-huh. by Pittsburgh and uh, you know it was you know at night you're talking to them about you know their experiences and, and I you know I came into it so wide-eyed right you know here I'm coming out of Penn and I'm I'm watching these guys in their off time, right? Because you know you've got your your. Oh, by the way, too. So, sorry to make an aside, but how about the cool like outfits these guys are wearing
0: now at the combine? <laughs> it's a like, big when difference. When I was there, it right. was
1: literally like these like cheesy 1990s shorts with like and literally they were just cotton
0: t-shirts with your yeah, number on it. it's a big these difference these guys get these like form fitted you know workout form-fitted. gear.
1: that really was a cool. big
0: like sponsorship deal new era had them you know and yeah. they always you know, it's, it's like yeah, a big it's so deal funny
1: before. but you know at nighttime you know guys are walking around in gear and i remember coming home with you know stuff from that ariel had had you know he brought with him, and we mm. swapped some some gear and 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 i come home with some colorado buffalo stuff and it's like Holy cow! Like, you know, Colorado was a national player at that time, and had been, you know, Eric enemy obviously, and yeah, uh, you know they they were a powerhouse. And um, I just it was so for me, I went into it so wide eyed that you know maybe for me I was almost starstruck oh, because these were these were players that I watched on you know national television and primetime games you know, on Saturday night or if we, had, you know, videotaped a game or, you know, you watch something on replay on ESPN or something like that. I mean, you know, it was, it was kind of, I was almost awestruck uh, yeah. being out there with them. And that's just my own personal experience coming from a smaller college. Right. I mean, that, totally. I think for some of the other guys, it was like, you know, almost, almost old hat. It, it's, it can be really stressful too, because, you know, you, you just hope that all the play that you do out on the field for, Eleven games your senior year, and you know eleven games your junior year. If, you know if you're lucky to play your sophomore year or whatever, and all those games you just don't want that to go down the tubes because you know you're tripping a drill totally. or you don't run the forty time that somebody thinks you should. Um, it's a lot of pressure on a twenty-two, twenty-one, twenty-three year old. You know to to have to perform. It's almost like I almost liken it to you know, like Olympic performance, right? You, Very
0: similar. Now, while you were a little bit starstruck, you did at least have the advantage of you preparing for it since elementary school with your shuttle yeah, drills. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you
1: know, and I tried to practice as much as I could. You know, it's funny because I the kind of player that, that you know, that I that I was and, and where I came from and everything, it was funny because um, it was a funny story. I, I ended up signing with my agent right after the combine. And so we were, we were in Indianapolis and I promised myself that I wasn't going to really pick an agent until the combine was Uh over. I wanted to be focused on the, on the bowl game that I played in. I played in the East West Shrine game and then I wanted to be focused on the combine and I would, I would make my decision. And, And for me, it was a very easy decision, but I still wanted to like make that decision after the combine was over. So my, my agent was, was Brad blank out of Boston. He lives in Florida now. And, uh, he, he had, you know, I'd met some of his players, uh, you know, guys like uh, Joe Conwell, who played for the Eagles, and uh, a couple of Boston College guys. And her, he had Herman Moore, he ended up signing Herman Moore mm-hmm. out of Virginia. Um, you know, he just had some, the, the Joe Wolf, he had a uh, couple of brothers uh, that played um, for the Broncos, and so um, the Widell brothers. And so, <clears throat> I was, I knew, I knew I was going to go with him. I mean, it was, it was a no brainer for me just the way that we hit it off. So we're leaving Indianapolis and, and um, I had about three hours before my flight and I finished all my training and testing and everything was done. I was packed and ready to go. And I, you know, we got together in the lobby and said, Brad, you know, let's do this like let's 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 do this together let's partner up and I'm, I'm ready to go and he said that's fantastic joe he goes let's let's celebrate where you know where do you want to go for dinner and i know he expected me to say well you know let's go get a big steak or let's go get a fancy meal at St. A fancy or restaurant. Something. yeah i said i said brett i gotta be honest i said there is a hot dog stand <laughs> on on the way between the hotel and 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 the uh you know in Indianapolis stadium the Colt Stadium I said there's this hot dogs that I've been walking by for the last few days I said how about we just go get a couple of hot dogs with some mustard and some onions and he said that's why I'm gonna like working with you that's great that was that was my you know that was the celebration of the combine and and it was uh it, it was I mean it was a thrill and a half to be there um for me personally
0: and you make a good point, too, that that's not only a, a funny story, but, you know, we're all watching the drills on TV and we think all that. But there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, whether Ooh. it's finding an agent. Uh, and then one of the more it, it really the combine it, it's about the, you know, we see all the tests, but it's really about probably the most important thing, the medical evaluations and the interview uh the interview stuff with the team. So my question, Joe, is I, I was wondering, did the chiefs meet with you? Did you know where they were interested? And also what were, you always hear about the crazy combine questions. Did you get some of those? Uh,
1: Jeff, I have one of my all time favorite stories I tell people all the time. So in college, and, and I'll try to keep it, keep it short. It's, it's a long story, but um, in, in college I did an internship at a financial advising firm, a company <clears throat> called Kidder Peabody. hmm and it was a boutique investment firm and, you know, I had done that in between my junior and senior year and I was, uh, you know, I, I I took it very seriously and my dad, you know, told me, you know, Joe, when you, you know, when you go to that office, and my dad had never been in an office, he, he was a warehouseman, he drove a truck and like I've said before in the podcast, he was a professional boxer mm-hmm. and he said, you know, you go to that office and you do the work and you do it humbly, you got me? And I mean, I looked like, you know, I didn't, first of all, I didn't own a sport coat, so you know, if anybody's ever seen the movie, Mr. Incredible, or Mr. Incredible, after he's done his his career, he goes to work for an insurance company. And he's got like the short sleeve shirt on and the short <laughs> tie and the tight pants. And he's squeezing into a cubicle. That was me basically, right? I was six foot five, you know, I was 315 pounds. And, and, you know, my dad was like, Joe, you got to do the work and whatever they ask you to do. And I'm telling you, I did whatever they asked me to do. And, and I would, uh, you know, I would uh, clean the coffee pots, I would get on the train and run checks out to clients out in Mm -hmm. the suburbs. Um, You know, I would pick up filing cabinets and move them around. I mean, I did every Mm -hmm. if there was like, I always joke, if there was ever a time in my life, I could have just been checking in, it was then you know, I was going into my senior year, possible NFL prospect, you know, I was, you know, was all American and, you know, captain of the team. And, you know, so life was good. And I really could have just checked it in and collected my you know my pay and and talked football all day with with the guys but I didn't in, in the mm. office and I would eat my lunch you know I'd eat these like 10,000 calorie <laughs> meals during the day you know and mm. and and uh you know treated everybody with respect and and just like my dad told me to and and I was I was in every morning at like 7 30 and I would leave and I would have to go get my workout in right because I got my senior year of football coming up so I'll fast forward to the combine. I just wanted to lay that groundwork. So I'm at the combine and Carl Peterson, Mr. Peterson says to me, um, you know, cause you, you know, you, you, find these, well, back then, I don't know how they do it today, to be honest. It's, it could be electronic or text or whatever, but they would put these slips of paper into a mailbox that you had at the, in the hotel in Indy. Mm-hmm. Right. So it said, you know, room 222, Kansas City Chiefs, seven thirty PM interview. Right. So mm-hmm. I get a little slip. Okay right at my little calendar and I go up to the room and I knock on the door and, you know, they have a nice hotel suite in there. And there's Howard Mudd, the offensive line coach, and Carl Peterson and Marty Schottenheimer. And they're sitting in there and like, come on, Joe, come on in. And, you know, they're asking, you know, and it's funny because they'll, you know, hey, Joe, you know, how, you know, that ankle that you sprained in eighth grade basketball, you know, how's that doing? It's like, wow, they really do their homework, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they really know what's going on and they ask you about your family. And it's, it's really like an interview that anybody who's ever been through an interview, they ask you that those type of questions. And but Mr. Peterson, fin- he, you know, he finished the interview with one final question. He said, Joe, tell me about your internship at Kidder
0: Peabody last summer. Wow. They really did the research. Yeah.
1: Well, I, you know, here's what ended up happening. He says, do, do you, I said, well, Mr. Peterson, and, you know, and I, I kind of, I tried to be funny, you know, and I wanted to show that I had a sense of humor. And I said, Oh, Mr. Peterson. I said, I, that's a great question. I said, I'd, I'd love to know what, you know, uh, you know, an internship at a financial advising firm has to do with running into other 300 pound guys really fast. <laughs> and he says, well, Joe, it has everything to do with what running into 300 pound guys really fast because everybody who comes to the combine can play football. We've watched the film. We've talked to the coaches. We've seen you run. We've seen you bench. We've seen, you know, we've, you've been through the physicals and that's a whole nother thing to talk about is the physicals that you go through while you're there. That was more tiring than the workouts, by the way. I bet. Um, and then, so he says, um, did you know a gentleman by the name of Tim Senate? And I said, Oh yeah, Mr. Senate was, uh, as my dad would say, Mr. Peterson, the big Mahath. He was the boss of the office. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, he, he was. And he goes, uh, do you know that uh, Tim Senate's one of my best friends and college roommate and we're, you know, godparents to each other's kids. And I said, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. And he said, well, what Tim Senate told me about the way you handled that internship is the reason why you're, you know, we're going to possibly draft you next month in the draft. Wow. And, and I was just, I was, my jaw dropped to the ground. And he said, well, now you got to answer the question, Joe. You,
0: know, you, you,
1: really, you really haven't answered the question. And I said to him, and I, I just kind of like my brain was going, how do I answer this question? And I said, well, Mr. Peterson, I, I, I said, I guess you never really know who's watching. And he said, he said, that's right. He said, that's the player that we want, that Mr. Hunt wants in the locker room. He wants the player who's going to do the right thing, even when no one's watching. And and so, you know, needless to say, you know, the rest was history. The Chiefs, you know, decided to draft me and, and, and you know, got to spend, you know, six of the best years of my life there. And I think back to that internship and the way that I handled myself, and it's a life lesson that I've taken with me forever. And I, I – whenever the combine is on – Whenever, you know, the it's combine time, it's the first thing I think about. I think about that interview that I had um, with the Chiefs, and I think about Mr.
0: Peterson bringing that up. That's an incredible story, yeah. Joe. Uh, so we've talked about the interview segment. Um, and to the drills, what was the drill that maybe you were like, oh, this is one I can really shine on, sh- shine in, and then maybe a drill that you're like, oh, geez, this, this is the one that I'm kind of dreading and I had to work the most for?
1: Yeah, the, the 20-yard shuttle was was the one that I felt like I had the best, uh, I, for my side-to-side movement. What you do is you start on, on the line, okay? Mm-hmm. So you're, you put your hand down in a, in a football stance, you know, three-point stance on the line and then you go five yards to your right you go 10 yards through the line that you started on right so you go 10 yards back and then you go back to the place you started so it's called the 20 yard pro shuttle and and I knew it was the one that I was going to shine at I just for some reason I I don't know whether it's because of playing basketball you know in high school I wrestled you know a little bit and I just I don't know there was something about my body my look my um because for being six five i actually have very short legs and you know just my short legs and and my foot speed was i thought i felt like i had a good uh a good run at that one you know everybody always worries about you know things like the, the vertical jump like okay you know I'm 300, you know, 300 pounds. How am I going to, you know, what am I going to do? And like that poor guy that, you know, cut his hand on the uh, on the vertical jump thing. Yeah, he was uh, having an
0: incredible, the NC State uh, defensive line that had an incredible yeah. combat, great Thanks. 40-time, great everything. And then, yeah, he hurt his elbow. Yeah, it felt so bad for him. I, you know, I felt like the field
1: stuff, you know, I, I was, I was um, you know, when you come out of Penn, you know, the whole combine was a fear for me because I knew that it was the next step of you know mm-hmm. trying to prove myself from playing in the East-West Shrine Game and going against you know competition that was different. Than I always joke about it, right? No offense, to, you know, my friends that went to Harvard, but like you know, I always say I was, I was blocking Biff McNuttie from Harvard, you know, and then I was going against Howie Long, right? Like <laughs> it was, and no offense, but you know, there was a big transition, and so I, I needed every step of what I was doing to to be like in a positive direction, right? Because there was always that question of, you know, when, when you play at a small school, do you have the pedigree to be able to handle this, the players where this has been their whole life, right? You know, where they're just bigger, faster, stronger. And that's, that was the thing when I got to the combine and in the East West game was seeing the combination of size, speed, strength, agility, the whole package of these players because I had never really played against players that had that complete package. Um, but yeah, that I knew I would do well on the pro shuttle. I was worried about the vertical jump. Um, you know, I knew I could bust a good 40 timeout. Um, you know, I had the, had the bench press thing down. It was all stuff back then you could practice for, mm-hmm. you know, so it was really kind of some of the drills too, you know, some of the pass blocking drills, because you don't have any pads on and, you know, I was going against a completely different level of player than I had played against. And I just didn't want to get, You know, didn't want to get embarrassed, um, you know, out there, you know, with like, you know, 28 coaches watching and, you know, 50 scouts. And I mean, it was crazy. I remember walking up in front of all those, uh, you know, people, maybe 60, 70 people in the room and you're in your skivvies and your tight gray pants. And, you know, they walk you out, they say your name, they measure you you know and it's funny because dave redding was the strength coach for the chiefs he's actually the one that measured he was the measurer that year hmm. um and so they measure so they want to get a consistent height so they use the same person they want to get a consistent weight so he's the same person doing all the height and weight and you know they're announcing it out to all these people and you're just like you're half naked and you're like wow like i'm kind of like a I'm kind of like a commodity at this point, you know, I'm like, you know, it was like a steer, you know, like a, like at the 4-H club, you know, they're walking the cows around. And uh, it was, it was kind of, it was, it was, it was really interesting to think that, you know, at at this point, their teams are making an investment in you and they want to look at everything. And that's where the, that's where the physical parts come in. Totally. My gosh, Jeff, I has, I must've had my knees. I was literally, I was more sore, after the physicals, than I was
0: the bench yeah, pressing. Yeah, take us too. through. Uh, you've taken us through uh, all the drills and stuff. You, you said that was actually the medical part was it, was the most difficult thing. It, take it, a, take listeners through kind of what that is like. Yeah, not that I even had anything to worry about. I had very you know knock on wood. I'm not going
1: on wood like I'm still playing. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, knock on wood. I didn't. I had very few injuries in college. I, I had uh, you know I had a calf problem. I had a hand problem. But like I had no major surgeries or anything to even worry about. So I knew it was not going to be a problem for me and i think there's a lot of players that go into these combines worried right worried about what are these now professional football doctors and orthopedists going to see you know when when you show up on their table and the problem was is they don't take any other team's word for it like they don't they don't they don't just like say oh well he passed the chiefs physical so he'll just pass everybody else's physical or he passed the broncos he'll he's fine Every single team that is interested in you wants to take you through their, you know, it's almost like going to, you know, Jiffy Lube and going through a 10 point, you know, auto inspection. You know, they want to, they want to, you know, jiggle your knees. They want to roll your shoulders. They want to stretch your back. They want to see how flexible you are. They want to see, you know, if you've got any cracks or crinks and they're going to keep asking you the same questions of, you know, have you been hurt? Have you hurt anything? Because they don't want you to lie to them. Mm-hmm. um and it was um yeah it was really stressful and it and it was so I was sore I literally was sore after after getting prodded and poked by I didn't get inspected by all the doctors um you know they they. Cause, and that's where I think that's where the players start to realize who's actually interested in them hmm. when when they take you through their physicals you don't go because well, I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself going back to 28 teams but you know all 28 doctors didn't look at me but I probably looked at I probably got looked at by a good fourteen to fifteen, so about
0: half. And the Chiefs' doctors did look at you. Yes. yes. So and, you could really tell that the Chiefs, but between what Peterson said, that's why mm-hmm. we might draft you, and and uh, the Chiefs' doctors, you, you probably had a good inkling that the Chiefs were, uh, were 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 a very strong possibility.
1: I did, I did, and I had met I had met Mr. Peterson at the, and he never mentioned anything about my time at Kidder Peabody when I met him at the East West Shrine Game. <laughs> we came out to see the game. He was he was sitting on that. He was waiting. He on was that. sitting on that one, waiting for room. 222 in you know the Indianapolis Hilton or wherever the heck we were staying at the time. And uh yeah, but it was yeah, the physicals, man, it's it's rough. It really was rough. And and I didn't even have any injuries. That's the craziest part. And they're just they prod you and poke you as so much that it actually, you know, it's it I woke up really, really sore. Um from that Was
0: that before or after the drills? It was after. Yeah, okay, was which after. is now, at so you least take, you had those out of the way so you weren't sore during the Yeah. End.
1: So like I guess the old lineman, like they came in on what? thursday right or were they in on friday i think friday i think the old lineman came in if i'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken and then they went through all their drills they were probably doing you know a lot of the physical stuff on on saturday or sunday like they were they were probably doing it because they're all you know you're there for a few days so even though they're only kind of televising the drills that they're doing you know you got your mental test to take you got you know doing the wonder lick and all that stuff measuring your hands i know it was funny with uh with joe burrow with the uh with the hand, with yes, the hand joke. The and hand, right. Patrick Mahomes was tweeting about it. And, and there was, uh, you know, when they measured my hand, um, it was, I think I had the, I had wide, I had the largest hand measurement, uh, at, at combine, which is crazy. And they, you know, that they had measured. So when they, they, they stretch your hand out, uh, from, and they measure you from the tip of your pinky to your thumb. And, uh, you know, so I had I had the biggest, uh, hand. So I wasn't worried about my hand measurements either. Hey, that, I,
0: that's why you're so good to tackle eligible receptions. That's probably soft what it hands. was.
1: That's probably what it was. <laughs>
0: uh, how long those medicals, uh, I mean, I've heard, they take hours, I assume. These uh, it, like, more, or was it not that long? Probably spending about 15 minutes with you each, 15 okay. 20 minutes. But it, There's only 15 or 20 minutes, but it's the fact that you have 15 teams with you.
1: Yeah. And they're, yeah. and you know, they, they, you know, if anybody's ever had their, Their knee joint or their ankle, like tested or like you know they. I'm I'm, of course I'm sitting here kind of showing you know you and I'm I'm doing it with my hands. But they they take the top of your knee, they hold above your knee joint and below your knee joint, and they literally go back and forth side to side because they want to see if there's any movement or in there because you know they're you know they're making these investments and and um, you know so it can be really tiring um, to do that for you know to be stretching and and doing that for you know. 10 15 20 minutes per team and then all of a sudden you're doing it for 10 20 teams it starts to add up after a oh, while it was physically exhausting and 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 of course you're starting to worry like oh, did i did i ever get hurt was i hurt i don't know you know yeah, you're like yeah. exactly. i don't remember getting hurt and and you're just worried they're going to find something It's
0: you know, one more thing to worry about at the combine, right? It's what they're going to find out. And that really is what the heart of the combine is. It's it's easy to get lost. There's so much, uh, so many media members now it's on TV. It's now on prime time. uh, But really the heart of it, there's interviews and the medical. It's really Mm -hmm. why the combine went, why they first did the combine. It kind of
1: more, they were showing some, some stuff today. They were showing like JJ Watt, you know, when he was there several years ago and, you know, they were showing some other players, um, back in their day. And then I love when they're, I love the stuff that they're doing with, um, you know, where they'll time-lapse or put, um, that's the best when they do the time, la- put several guy you know, so you could see like, yeah, did, like uh, what Odell, I saw they did one with the receivers and they had like linebackers and they were, had like Odell Beckham running with a linebacker and showing their different running styles and things like that. So it's, it's incredible what they can do, but, you know, it, they're not just looking at that, right? I go back to the story of, of Mr. Peterson and, and, and his interview. Like, they're looking at the way, you know, I was watching some of those defensive linemen when they were doing the pass drills, right? And here's, I'm thinking, God, these poor guys, right? They're defensive linemen. Did, did, did they know? Well, I'm sure they knew, but, you know, did they ever think in a million years you're going to go to a combine and as a D lineman, you're going to be catching, you know, dropping into pass coverage. And, and they just, um, they look at your body language. They look at the way you, you know, if you cheer on the other players as they're going or, you know, you, the way that you hustle to the next drill and to the next cone, um, you know, to get set up. I mean, they're look, they literally look at everything, the way you carry yourself um, because they have to, right? They're making these enormous amounts of investments these days in the players and they're going to, they want to see that you're the right person in a lot of different ways right? What kind of chemistry are you going to bring to the team? Are you, you know, if you mess up in a drill, are you going to get down on yourself? And you know, are you going to, are you going to, you know, go into a shell or are you just going to like go on to the next drill? They look at, they look at everything. It's, it's amazing.
0: They leave uh, no stone unturned. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's watching, just like we have everybody listening here.
1: Exactly, and, uh, Jeff. We can't leave any stones unturned about <laughs> the combine.
0: Well, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes we're available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Uh, and we'll be back next week. We're going to be back here all off season because uh, it's going to get more and more exciting with free agency coming up, and we're going to have uh, all the breakdowns here for you. See you next week.